Well, hello, Masterpiece Women. I hope you're doing wonderful today. Tina Rains, I'm the host of our Masterpiece Women podcast and community. Make sure that you subscribe if you haven't already. We want to make sure that we um, get as many videos out to you so that you can um, just have lots of value added to your life. So today, we're very blessed to have Jen Springer here today. How are you doing, Jen? I'm great, thank you. We're up here in the north and our temperature just dropped 40 degrees in an hour or two. <laughs> so, oh my. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, really? yeah. <laughs> 47 degrees, woo on goes the fluffies. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, so as I'm sitting across from the lake and it's beautiful 80 degrees here, so in Florida. Anyway, so Jen Springer, I, connected with her a few um, weeks ago and thought, you know what? I just love this woman. Like you're just, you're so personal. I can see why you've done so well in business. And I thought, what a, what a great value you could add to the masterpiece women, masterpiece women. Most of us are entrepreneurs and we're looking for ways, especially in this economy to really change things. So I would love to start with first, who is Jen? Tell the, the women a little bit about yourself and then I would love for you to, um, we'll dive into some of your expertise because you've got a lot of it. Well, thank you so much, Tina, for having me on here and kudos to you too. I mean, you've done so many things. You've been so successful and then passing this on to other women. I, I feel strongly that we have to help each other and help others this way. And we can maybe share some things with people that can shorten their time of learning <laughs> some of those hard school of Knox things, but you know, Absolutely. it's right? our, our mistakes. Learn from our mistakes. Oh, well, I, yeah. Like <laughs> does everybody have about four hours? Um, <laughs> so, you know, I think I was born an entrepreneur, honestly, like I never fit in the box of anything. Like even starting as a kid in grammar school, I was always a rebel. And I think that rebels are leaders. Like we don't want to fit in the confines of a mold. We usually got in trouble or maybe arrested. <laughs> I'm just kidding. As a teenager, you know, you're doing- Oh, uh, I didn't check her background. Sorry, ladies, no, not really. <laughs> right. No, I've got a rap sheet. No, but like, even as a kid, you know, I was a rebel, right? You know, I had all the piercings and the black hair and, you know, like I was always never fit in the mold. And I think looking back, it was because I always had that go the opposite way, you know, entrepreneurial spirit. You now, looking back, that's really what it was. And so my, um, my mom and my grandmother were always encouraging of myself and my sister and my brother to be, to do whatever we wanted to do. And I saw my dad working corporate his whole life, giving his life to a company. And then eventually at the end, you know, of that company's life, they sold and he was the last man standing. He asked everybody, you know, they were gonna keep him on as they always promised. And of course they got rid of him once they transferred everything over. And I saw my dad in his late fifties now searching for another job as an executive. And I just remember that's not ever gonna happen to me. And, you know, he helped me incorporate my first company in 1994. And I had just been out of college a couple of years. And so it was always instilled in me, probably because I was always the rebel, you know, like I, it's like I couldn't see myself retiring from corporate. I just could never see that there. And 
there was always that itch to do my own thing. And I've had many businesses. I started out with designing horse equipment and importing it from England. <laughs> like literally going to England and talking to saddle makers all the way to building a network marketing business and now doing coaching. I've done so many different things and everything leads to the next thing. That's what's amazing. No matter what you do, it always opens the door for the next thing, even when you think it doesn't. Like you're in college and you graduate, then you get a job that's not related to your degree. And you're like, this doesn't make sense. I know you as a nurse, you know, like, how did I wind up over here? But it all led to the next thing. And you then you can bring all this value to people. And that's what I love about being a coach because I could pull all this random stuff from experience to help people. So, and, and now I, primarily do co uh, coaching to help people with, especially with advertising, because it's such a big thing for people. They, you know, in the old days, we used to call and get the name in the yellow pages or in the Sunday. Okay. Night. I'm just going to tell you, Jen, you've aged yourself twice now. And I'm laughing. I'm like, oh my gosh, she is my age. I started my first company in 1994, actually <laughs> end of 94, beginning of 95, we launched it. I'm like, oh my goodness, she's my age, yeah. We remember telephones and we remember yellow Do you books. remember when we had cords on our phone, you know, and with the brick phone? But you know, we- I would like, if you remember and you're watching this video, comment down below. Yeah. <laughs> the brick phone, your cords. We used to go to turn the dial on the phone. But what I think is so interesting with people that are our age is we've seen, and this is my specialty actually in what I coach, I, we've seen this other way of building a business where we had newspapers and magazines and radio was like really big and you know wow you're doing radio and then we had the um the beginnings of this internet thing and work now coming over here when print media really is not the primary way to promote anymore and so we're straddling these two different things I don't you know I want to say ages but it's really how the market has evolved for a business owner and a lot of business owners they don't know how like how do I take what I used to do and that you know the yellow pages and all this other and how do I bring it online and it's we're we're in a world that I think is fascinating to me to witness like I feel like I've lived multiple lifetimes you know because we're in the middle of this big change that's happening so fast it seems like Wow. You know, and it, I think about back in those days when you started your company and I, I was the same, we had just gotten computers. We didn't even right. have cell phones. I remember driving, I had a healthcare staffing company. I'm going to go work at a hospital and it's like an hour or two away. And I bought one of those big boxes and I was in the know now because I had that big cell, but you didn't want to use it because it was like $3 a minute. Right. <laughs> so, like, I don't really want to use that. Um, but, and I think about where we're at now and with AI and everything is changing and evolving again. And so that's why I thought it'd be such a great value for you to come on with us and, you know, share a little bit about what you're seeing in the current marketplace, Jen, like 
What are the things that are working that you see? Um, and obviously ladies, Jen does this for a living. She's a coach. She helps small businesses primarily, but does all um, build their businesses primarily with advertising. And so she's your guru. If you have, if you have questions, we're going to have all her links down below her email, reach out to her. Um, but I would love for you to, Jen, share a little bit about that with the ladies, like a few key things you're seeing. You know, what's so interesting, I, ironically, today we had a coaching session and somebody asked me about this AI stuff. And I said, well, it's really the product of good branding because we've had AI for a while. And anytime, you know, you would say, and I don't want to say it too loud because my phone will answer, hey, Siri, or Alexa, or when anytime your computer would suggest other ways of phrasing things, we've been using AI a long time. And so that I still firmly believe if you want to be good in the, in the uh, space of business, you know, don't chase trends. It's probably one of the biggest things and become good at like relationship building. Not no newfangled technology is going to replace relationship building and connecting with people because, you know, I work with a lot of clients that would like to just build their business hands off on the internet. And I'm like, well, good luck with that um, because you still have to have that human touch or the business will be very volatile. So, you know, I encourage people to go back and read how to win friends and influence people, right? You know, and then we've got good old fashioned how to do copywriting. And I don't mean like get all weird and like learn about like being a professional that, but learning how to write and to speak in ways if you're a business owner that will influence people to be curious or to reach out to you and connect with them as a human being. When you communicate on any platform or you're speaking in an audience, however it is in a meeting, if you speak to people as if they're the only one in the room or they're the only one seeing what post you're putting on the internet or email you're writing and you're speaking right to them to give them value and build relationship, there is no computer right now that in AI that's gonna like tr is that's gonna trump that because everybody wants that they think it's gonna make their life easier and they're kind of lazy and they're everybody wants a magic pill but truthfully when you do the work to and give that value and build that relationship genuinely your business is going to be really solid and you're going to get referrals and you're going to get repeat business and I you know I could I've been online as a marketing coach for oh my gosh seven years eight going into eight years soon 2016 and i could tell you that the, the things will change on all the time when it comes to algorithms and platforms and this but if you just put out really good value and good marketing and relationship truly to help people and ultimately that leads to more business and referrals and all that. That's really the key. I I teach old school stuff, even though we use advertising on social media platforms, but newfangled tricks, they, they, are, they last five minutes and then there's on to the next thing, you know? And so I always say, just really focus on value and helping whoever your business helps. 
Absolutely. It's watching for those pain points, right? Oftentimes we try to do be everything to everyone. And I know that we were just talking about that before we came on. Like, it's interesting how when you get on social media and you're trying to build business, we almost get too scattered. And I can, I can be guilty of that as well, because I have so many different ideas that, you know, there's nothing wrong with testing them, right? And trying new things, see if this works. But what I find about AI is that when I do check it out, it's, for me, I utilize it more to check my grammar, <laughs> to make sure <laughs> I don't but then it tries to change everything. And then it sounds like a robot. I'm like, no, I don't want to, I just wanted you to check my spelling and check, you know, my grammar. Um, so that, uh, cause I sometimes word doesn't do that so well. Anyway, and it's so funny. I'm like, I don't want to sound like a robot. I don't want to sound yeah. like, you know, and um, I think it does backfire because I do think that when you use it, um, and I've tried it a few times because people are like, oh, use it for your emails, use it for this. Well. It, it tries to transition it into something crazy. So there, there's benefits to everything, right? But I personally am all about relationships and I feel like it takes away that personal touch. So I'm with you on that. 100%. And my, some of my really good friends are like big time copywriters and they use it for ideas and, you know, ideas to spring off of. And I, I don't let my clients use AI. I said, you have to learn how to communicate properly. Then when, if you use AI to generate a post or something, you can go back and make it good. And the other day, one of my clients showed me a text that she put together for her prospects. And I said, good Lord, lady. I said, I said, I think going and having your annual rectal exam would be more enjoyable than responding to that. I said, because it, I said, it was so painful. It was, it's, it was so awful. I said, that is the word. No. Did you use AI for that? And she's like, yeah. I said, no, no. I, I mean, I immediately saw it was so not her voice. And it was like a robot, you know, it was like Encyclopedia Britannica was like, you know, the comical news compared to this thing. And I said, that is horrid. Like I, I was not, I did not mince words. And I said, please don't. Until you master how to communicate by your own skill, then you can, and you get the response you want, it, you know, in, in volume back when you put out an email to a thousand people and you get back the response you want and you understand why, then you can use that for ideas or to help you get a flow with something. Because when the, the copywriters are using AI for and successfully, they make it sound like they're selling all these softwares and stuff. So you guys have to always remember that they're selling stuff. They, they, they're affiliating all these AI tools okay and they're making money off of it but they're not telling you that they have expertly trained them over a, a period of months to sound just like them and you have to have that skill in order to know how to train it so it's i'm just like just learn it be good be genuine be authentic and then if you start playing with that do it <laughs> do it on his spare time or like you said to check grammar to spell you know, maybe brainstorm some headline ideas or whatever it is but 
is to go with it. So many people are just cranking out content using it. And I'm like, it's painful. Like I said, you have more fun doing your annual medical exam than read, <laughs> reading that. That's <laughs> so, <sighs> so what types of ads are you seeing like on Facebook and Instagram that are actually working? Because I hear from people all the time, why well, I did ads, but they're not working. Yes. With, what is it that people are looking for? And is it different on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn? What can you share a little bit about that for us? So people on LinkedIn, you know, they're running ads. It's obviously business to business. LinkedIn is like Facebook 10, 15 years ago. Like it's so dinosaur, in my opinion. Some people love it. They make great business over there and good for them. Like it's not my favorite place. Um it's just not. I'll end it there. I have stories, but I'm going to end them there. <laughs> but Instagram uh, is really video. Video and Facebook too. They're really rewarding the video because their competitor that's nipping at their heels is TikTok. And Facebook, aka Meta, which includes Instagram, does not want TikTok to overtake them. And they're nipping at their heels right there. So Facebook and Instagram, when I say Facebook, I'm usually interchanging it with Instagram um, meta platform that they are re really rewarding video, 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 video. And I, I love the hardest thing with Instagram is the targeting for advertising is very difficult. There's not a lot of data that is pulled together and tracked on Instagram. So I love Instagram for really building brand awareness and, you know, video images, you know, really cultivating them getting to know us. Personally, I don't have my stuff over there because I put 110% into Facebook. And that's one thing I'll say to a business owner don't feel you need to be everywhere. Be a few places really well. So pick your favorite platform and get really good at it if you want to build on social. Mine is Instagram. I'm sorry, Facebook. I watch cat videos on Instagram. And uh, it's just, I'm so addicted. Cat videos and recipes and how to cook. But the I'm the rebel gen. So if you want to see my horses, that's what's over there. I don't have any business posts over there. But I put 110% in on Facebook and I've mastered it. So that's why we have such momentum on Facebook. Um, Facebook is really the place where we can step back and truly build the relationships with people. You know, people are spending, you know, Instagram, when you're on Instagram, you're scrolling and you're looking and you're moving fast. On Facebook, people, they're, you can write a longer post, right? You can put in a video, you can build more relationship. And whenever it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier about building value, you know, your prospect is not looking to buy this cream. I'm just making it up by the way, that's got glycerin and sesame seed and no preservatives and organic lavender. Like that's pitching just what the product is. So if you've got, right. I'm the cheapest and the best this, or get your services that, you know, we talked about it earlier, solve problems. What does your ideal client or prospect 
what's going on in their life that is causing them problems. You know, what's keeping them awake at night? What is stressing them out? What do you solve in their life that they're struggling with? And you write about that. You even write an ad about it. You know, when your people, prospects, look at your stuff and they say, oh my gosh, Tina, you're in my head. You get me. Oh, you totally understand where I'm at. That's how you know you've gotten the marketing right. When you understand what they're going through, like how you were or I was when I was struggling and, and what we can help them with. But we have to remember, what are they dealing with that they're looking for you? They're not looking for your awesome, even though they are, but they're not directly seeking it out. They're looking to solve a problem. And then you come in and say, hey, I get you. I understand where you're at. These are your struggles. I've helped these people and I've gone through it myself. And let me show you some results of my clients. And this is, you know, before and after, and look at this. And maybe I'm here to help you, maybe not, but I want to add to your life somehow if I can. And that is the best marketing, whether you do it through an ad, organic posting, however you do it, genuine, always thinking to help them, whether like I say, in ads, you know, I'm a huge person with ads because Ultimately, I don't have the desire to post my breakfast, lunch, and dinner on Facebook. <laughs> and are you doing it on your personal page or are you doing it on your business page? Business page. Yeah. My personal stuff is locked down to the core. Like people can't find me. I have a another profile that the public sees, but my real stuff is locked down. And that's me. You know, everybody's got their own thing. There's a lot of people. This goes back to be you and Pick the platform and the identity that you love. You know, some people love to use their personal profiles for business. And that is totally cool if that works for you and you love to do that. But, you know, I see so many businesses that are confused and they come to me and they're trying on this platform and they're trying this ads and they tried this guy stuff and that lady stuff. And they're over here on TikTok. And I'm like, why? Because I think I should be. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you want to do? Like, where do you like? Do you like videos? Do you like to write posts? Like, you know, what do you want? And you get good at just a couple things. That's when you're going to pick up the momentum. And then you can hire staff to handle the rest of it later, like to be on other platforms. But you got to really draw, you got to get momentum somehow. We say there's nothing becomes dynamic until it becomes specific. And when you really pull into one and become an expert or really good at one thing, you'll get the momentum, then you can start to get the success and the income, and then you hire staff to handle the rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have some really great young ladies from the Philippines. Me too. One of the missionaries that I worked with, it's their nieces. Um, and so they're amazing. Yeah, I couldn't do so much of what I do without them because mm -hmm. I am not, I'm all about delegation, delegation, delegation. <laughs> That there's a really good book by one of my favorite people. Um, many people, you know, who listen, you, you may have heard of Dan Kennedy. He's like the OG of marketing, especially direct response marketing. He did all the proactive commercials and all this stuff. And so Dan has got a book called um, No At No, where is it? It's No BS Time Management. Um, here's a book over here of his No BS marketing to the affluent that's a good one but no bs time management and dan's book goes into uh, you know he has you figure out what your time is worth and 
like if you figure out at the time back when I did it, this was probably seven years ago. I my value is it. I figured all the time I put into my businesses, I was like at two hundred fifty or four hundred dollars an hour. I don't remember. And he every time somebody starts to waste your time, or like we you said, can I hire somebody so I can be working one hour, but I've got people doing other stuff. So I'm really working three hours in one hour because I'm giving people tasks that they're probably even better than I am at. And that's truly the way to leverage growth. It's such a, I'm interested. I don't know if you've listened to um, another person, uh, Dan Sullivan and uh, Ben uh, Hardy might be the last name. Sorry, Benjamin, if it's not the right last name, but Dan Sullivan's got a book called uh, 10X is easier than 2x oh you know what i read that um it came out audible or yeah yeah but tell me again on the first one was dan kennedy Kennedy? Mm -hmm. yeah the no bs time management he's got like the no bs series they're all amazing uh he's very dry and he's very good and he's a master at what he does and he's really about entrepreneurism and helping people you know crush it and but the time management thing i i I believe is probably i don't know what you think tina but i think that the time management balance and is i think one of the most challenging things an entrepreneur deals with where to spend my time when to not, when to delegate, when to take on, when to take a vacation, when to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. What do you think about that? Because I think that, I think it's one of the greatest things. I can tell you that I I've done, you know, with masterpiece women, we do the group coaching. I also have done executive coaching and consulting for businesses myself. And I typically deal with the, you know, CEO of a company or the business owner or an entrepreneur. And every single one of them who were struggling, their biggest issue, well, two. One was their mindset. Mm -hmm. Even though they were successful, they were still dealing with, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough. So they were all performance-based. And then the second thing was time management. So I actually created a hour by hour checklist where I typically will have my executives write down their week every single hour for a week so they can evaluate and then score themselves on what their goals were for the day and you know we start on sunday i have a weekly you know planner okay this is our goal for the week and for each day you're going to write out what the goals were attached to those key goals everything else you're going to take off your calendar and can i tell you 90 percent of them could not fulfill their goals on a daily basis because they got distracted doing 10 other things. And that was something that um, I spent, like one individual, I spent months with her just with her time management because it was killing her. And I can be that way. So I, I think I get her because I'm such a visionary and I have all these great ideas know, right? Me with all these ideas. But the implementation is not my gifting. And so if I start taking on these tasks and sometimes out of curiosity or 
my VAs are in the Philippines. So instead of bothering them, or my daughter does a lot of my social media as well. And she has a real job during the day. So I don't want to bother her. So I'll just start doing stuff myself. And then suddenly it's three or four hours later. I'm like, why did what I just happened? <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's so non-productive. And so I think that's the two key elements when building any business, your mindset and time management, everything oh, else. Oh, yes. Out. Yes. Everything you know, else. it's funny you say that because that was actually the theme. Like I, I had my clients this morning coaching and that was the theme. It was about, I talked about mindset and time management and every day there's a hundred thousand things that are going to try to pull you away from the things you need to do to achieve your next goal in your business. You know, like between somebody getting sick or a death in the family or moving, or maybe the dog did something on the carpet or whatever, your car broke down or, you know, I got an email from a client this morning. They didn't come to coaching because their dryer broke. I'm like, so the dryer broke was more important than your business goal. You just told me your dryer is more important than your business. You know what I'm so like, this is exactly, you're so exactly right. And I've come up with something. I've been saying it a lot in the last week to, to, to kind of reinforce what you're saying, your subconscious mind believes everything you tell it, good and bad. And if you say, I'm not techie, I'm not a good leader, who am I to stand on that stage being invited to do a keynote? You know, even if you think the thought, your subconscious mind is like, got it, got yep. it. Accepts it whoa right in there and so then everything you go from there you're acting from a state of disempowerment and you know when i'm working with clients and they often generate these ads you know and these you know people are responding then they can't then they fall down about talking to these people and i said well okay so what's going on inside of you like what tell me like yeah. we're what's happening with you that this is happening and so we, that subconscious mind is listening to everything, even if you're struggling that day and your computer went blue screen, it's like, okay, at least I got the support I need. You got to shift it, you know, until we learn and we, we move to the next step. But it's sometimes, I think it's the, the two hardest things. Absolutely. The most, the most, the biggest opportunities for growth are the mindset and the time and they, they go together too. They do. They do because oftentimes you don't plan accordingly and you get distracted in other things because they feel more comfortable. You don't want to make the calls that you need to make because that uh, it's not comfortable. You don't no. want to stretch yourself in those ways. So if it's if it comes easier to you, you tend to kind of gravitate towards it because you're avoiding the tough stuff. And I catch people doing that all the time, even with wow. leading my team my team i'll talk to them. okay so how many you know how many calls did you do what what did that look like how many events did you go to how much networking did you do well i really didn't do anything it was a busy week and i didn't get out and i okay then oh. is this really important to you because i can tell you that if i weren't out connecting with people if i weren't calling my friends and just making sure that I'm continuing relationships, not selling to everybody, but continuing building relationships so that if what I have to offer to someone is needed, then 
I have the opportunity to share it with them because it is a gift to help people. And changing your mindset from what I have is fixing somebody's problem, no matter what business you're in. Just like you discussed, what is the problem you're solving? And make sure that you're clear on how you can solve that problem. Mm -hmm. Jen, you're solving people's problems of how to build business and how to market them and how to do advertising. You have a solution and you're very clear. I clicked on your ad one time because I thought, oh, that's really good. I think that's how we connected. And you were, you were, you were trying to sell me and, and we sold each other. We're like, well, okay, yes. you yeah. friends. Yeah. We're like kindred spirits. And you know, the thing, I think there's one four letter word that absolutely needs to be eliminated from an entrepreneur's vocabulary. I'm sure you know, do you know what it is? Fear? No. Well, that, that's another one. <laughs> you said it and I, I don't want to lead you down a path to, you know, busy. Busy. Yep. Like I'm all for cussing. All right. But busy, busy is the four letter word that can squelch so many things, especially if you're leading a team and I could tell you how it's bit me in the butt. So I've led a team of many thousand people in the past. And I thought it when I was growing this business initially, I thought it was cool to be the super, super committed chick. You know, I'm driving here and I'm driving there and I'm working late and I'm on the phone and da, 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 da. And my <clears throat> busyness, and I would say to people, oh yeah, I'm so busy, but let's do this. And that busyness repelled a lot of people because they looked at me and they're like, I don't want to live like her. You know, and it puts up a wall and then people, you become less approachable and people are like, oh, you know, you lose a lot of opportunity because they think that you've got this like bubble around you of chaos and that, yeah, oh gosh, get rid of busy. <laughs> busy, goodbye. And fear. So true. You know, um, Darren Hardy, I don't know if you ever follow him. I love mm -hmm. his stuff. He talks about it being the devil's vortex. I actually stole that one. His <laughs> vortex, yes. I loved it so much. Like when he was doing the planning, he talked about how when time in time management specifically, if you have goals, everything on your schedule should go to meet those goals. Anything that's on your schedule that doesn't specifically get you to your goal, put it over here. It's the devil's vortex. It's really the devil <laughs> trying to like steal your prosperity. Think of yes. it that way and, you know, address it that way. And we are talking today, we're actually planning our retreat, which is November 2nd. For those of you ladies who haven't registered, we only have a, we literally only have five spots left and that's it. It's going to be amazing. Um, and so I was on the phone with the speakers and we're just praying and just excited about what God's doing. And we we're talking about that busyness. Like most of the women that come to our retreat, the reason they love our retreats is because they're so busy. They have mm -hmm. no downtime and we go deep and we, we do some really cool stuff and, but we also have a lot of fun, but they also have a long block of time just to disconnect, rejuvenate and, you know, really regroup because women aren't doing that and no. not that men do either, but I'm all about the women. Sorry guys, <laughs> but, you know, we've got to be more intentional to get rid of the busy. So I agree. That's that busyness is the devil's vortex. I, I love that. It is so absolutely true. The 
you know, the best ideas, you know, when we're growing our businesses and we need fresh ideas to get to the next level and the next and the next or the long-term vision or how to solve problems. And I don't know about you, Tina, but the only way for me to do that is to quiet the noise in my brain and to unplug and to to completely disconnect. We need to play. We need to have fun hobbies. We need to go to the beach. We need to go out for just a nice dinner and the phones are left in the car or whatever it is, because that allows like neurologically the brain to go boom. And then the, the, the creativity comes up and the, you know, you see, oh, we need to do this. Or, oh my goodness, you know, I got this other idea or, you know, I we should do this instead or whatever thing. But you can't see that if there's all this chaos in the brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so true. Taking that time for self-care. I'm so passionate about it. As a matter of fact, I, I work with some corporations um, specifically for corporate wellness. And when I'm doing some consulting, the reason that they're so passionate about helping their their team is they care about their team, mm. but the reality is in this day and age, the stress level is off the charts. Yes. And actually, if you can decrease people's stress, increases productivity. Think about what stress causes. Every single diagnosis out there is exacerbated by stress. 100%. So if you're so busy, you're not taking time for yourself or you're not doing the things that improve your health. Um, and just a plug, that's what I'm so passionate about my headset, just saying. <laughs> but if we can decrease the stress, it doesn't just help the individual, it also right. helps the corporation. And so I think more and more because they're seeing how their team members are not functioning at their top performers are their performance is coming down they're they're too stressed they're not sleeping used to be oh work them 18 hours a day and then we'll just go to the that next was one. the way like, that's not that's not healthy for anybody and that actually costs us a lot more money so let's do things a little bit smarter and take good care of our team so i think it's so so important so i couldn't agree with you more jim well i think a lot of moms you know that are have families and or people that are committed to a lot of things, you know, they feel like, especially as women in general, like we feel selfish for taking that time to go to the spa or go out with a girlfriend and just have fun watching a movie and, you know, drinking coffee or whatever your things are, walking on the beach by yourself. But really, truly, the most selfless thing you can do is take that time because that you come back with so, you know, you're just so refreshed and you, and you can contribute so much more to your family, to your faith, to your workspace, your business, whatever you've got going on, the best thing you can do is take what we would normally say selfish time, but it's self time, right? Yeah. So anyways. 100%. I remember a friend of mine and she, she and her husband have been married like 40 something years. She says, when we first got married every day, he, he's a doctor, he would go to the gym after work. And I'd get so upset with him because he <laughs> took an hour to go to the gym when I felt like he should be home with me and the kids. I had worked all day. She was stay home mom. And then she goes down the road. When I grew up a little bit, I realized, mm. man, I envy him for having those boundaries of self care. It's still to this day, they've been married, you know, 
I think going on 40 years now. And she's like, he's still in great shape. He still takes care of himself because he had that boundary of, if I don't take care of me, I can't take care of all of you. You know, mm-hmm. and he's, he was a great dad. He was a great husband, still is. And so I, I agree with you. Couldn't agree more. I, I catch myself, and I think this is pretty standard with us as a society. When I get busy, the first thing that goes is what? My self-care. Yep. Like, I don't make it to the gym. I don't do my walks. My favorite thing on this planet is go take my walk. I love to do a four to five minute I mean, mile walk like every day. Like that's my thing. I used to be running, and now that I'm almost 55 in two days, I'm like, yeah, walking is good for me. <laughs> but I, I caught myself last week getting too busy to go do my walks. I'm like, right. yeah, no, no, I, I'm just not doing that. So it it's we have to be careful with that. So tell me, Jen, I could I literally could talk to you for hours. Um, tell us. A little bit about a time when you struggled, when you were building business. Like, what would be that tip? I'm going to have you kind of combine two things in one for me. I believe that we learn the most when we share our failures, when we have a fail. Like, that's I've learned most of the things in business because I messed something up the first time. Talk a little bit to the women about what was that thing that really propelled you, that failure that propelled you to make a difference and it changed your trajectory of your business and how could they implement it in their life so you could help them prevent that one thing well it's so funny you ask the question because i i don't look at anything i've ever done as failure but i'm i'm really good at um when i make my mind up to do something i don't quit and what happens is sometimes i push so hard to get to a goal that I wind up almost uh, self-imploding. Like I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna push with force. And, you know, as you asked the question, I was reflecting on that. And it's, I always think that when we see something and we're, we're struggling and, you know, when you set a goal, it, it's not negotiable to get, you know, to quit on the goal. I, I look at it that way, but, you know, I, myself and my partner, Monty, he and I lived in a house in Fargo, North Dakota that had mold in it really bad. And I was at the peak of one of my businesses. I was at the peak of that business and it was growing every month, every month, every month, every month, record, record, record. And then I got taken out, leveled to my knees with mold exposure. And I thought, why is this happening? You know, and what what I always believe that that there was a reason you know I, I didn't look at like that business didn't fail but I it really like here I had been flatlined in that business for eight years I broke through and I finally was record 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 you know a couple million dollars a year in sales and all this stuff and that then I get whacked down you know and why why and so I look at that I think it's really important for life when things happen and especially if you're an entrepreneur when something really hard happens like that i couldn't physically go out and even work that business even though the record it was still rolling without me is that what it did and i always knew that it i couldn't see i knew something was coming good but i was trying to survive through it literally 
but it forced me to then crack the internet stuff because I was building the business offline and, and doing guerrilla style marketing locally, which I am a master of, even though I love the internet, love the internet. And I think it's because then everybody's on a level playing field on the internet. And that's why I love it. And I love technology. But so I, I think that, you know, even when we're struggling or the rug is pulled out or we have an appearing of failure, you know, there's always, it's, if we can look at it one or two ways, it's like, I knew there was a door coming and I knew that I was going through absolute hell because something good was coming and I couldn't wait for it to get here. <laughs> but now looking back, you know, that happened 10 years ago. And now I have, you know, this seven figure coaching business that I never dreamed in a million years. I'm working, I still work hard, um, but I, I'm working much happier. And all of that struggle led me to learning. And, and so we look at when something's hard, like how do we have to go and, and learn something different or maybe add on the team or ask for help or hire, you know, what perspective can we change to make that an opportunity? And that's really what that was. And I had, I just, I walked in faith into the next step, knowing that it was going to be good, even though I was trying to just make it through the day at that time. And that I, I believe is what led me to this. And because people could look at my business and they say, wow, she's so successful and look at her, blah, 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 all these things. And I'm like, you have no idea like what has come to this point. Because we always see the successful people and sometimes we don't see what's behind them. And I believe that the successful people, the ones that don't, don't get to their goal, it's really this, what you and I said, the mindset thing. Because we all are face adversity. And like when I work with clients and they log into Facebook and for some bizarre reason, Facebook shut them down that day because Facebook does that. Yeah. And if they want to quit their business because Facebook get a glitch on them, I'm like, oh, let me tell you, you got, we got to work on some things and it ain't, it's here because if something that small is going to get you to quit, what's going to happen when the big things really happen? So I think that, you know, looking at the failure or looking at struggle like that, I, I really believe that how we look at struggles and defeats or things of that nature is the most critical thing that will lead us to success or quitting. I don't quit. And that's my, even my own mentors and coaches, they're like, Jen, you have more grit than anybody. The coach I've been working with, the, the gentleman that really taught me internet marketing, I've been masterminding with him since 2015, 16. And I'm the only one that's still here with him. He's still got a lot of clients, but I'm the, I'm still there every flipping week. Every week I am there with him, masterminding with him. He's like, you have more grit than anybody because you cannot quit on the goal. And you'll see the high performers, people that get to seven figures, multi seven figures, eight figures, nine figures, they, there is no option other than success. And when obstacles come, it's an opportunity. Absolutely. I love that. You know, it's interesting because um, I did not come from the MLM world at all. As a matter of fact, I kind of saw it a little bit as a taboo in the past. And um, I tried a couple of things, but I never really tried to really build something. I just thought, it'd be kind of fun to, you know, help my friend or do this or whatever. But 
And so I was reading a book recently, actually a couple of them, because I'm like, you know, anytime you're doing something, you want to grow, you want to learn. And so the key thing that I took away from both of these books, and there was these, you know, eight, nine, 10 figure earners, um, not 10, nine. <laughs> 10 figures. <laughs> one, the maximum was nine. No, it wasn't either. It was eight. Anyway, I think it was eight. Anyway, whatever it was, they made a lot of money in the industry. And I'm thinking that 10 was the company. Um, they just said two things. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. You know, and so many people quit. And it always reminds me of the Think and Grow Rich book that I teach that, you know, when you go, you're just a couple of feet from gold. And it yes, quits, you know, yes. And if people just stick to what they know and what their heart says and just keep on going, keep on going, eventually it's going to work. You just have to tweak things. You have to, you know, and it's like any business because I've built a big business in the past. Can I tell you, it wasn't perfect. Nothing's going to be perfect, but I didn't quit in 20 something years later. And we had a lot of struggles because I was a 25 year old kid that didn't know what on earth she was doing <laughs> when I did that thing. <laughs> I mean, look oh, back and went, wow, I was that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Honestly, I was really proud of that girl. This is a kid, you know, from a horrible childhood who didn't know what she was doing, who launched a business and was like, oh, wow. You know, when my officers were going, Tina, we hit the million dollar mark today. I'm like, you know, it was like surreal. Um, but I know that it. I, I had to per, be persistent, persistent, persistent. But I what I didn't do well was um, I, I didn't take time for me. I was too mm -hmm. busy back in those days. So your point on that and your point on having faith through the trials are my two takeaways for today because they're so good. You know, and I think too, for us seasoned individuals um we i think that we've also seen a, a morph in the last decade as decades go on the 80s and the 90s and even mid 2000s you know even till not that long ago it was glorified to be overcommitted, overstressed, over busy over whatever like it was a badge of honor Yep. And that's just how we, I, I was the same thing. Like that was a badge of honor to be all that. And and now I think the, now that the society's flipping a little bit to be more aware about mental health and spiritual health and, you know, boundaries of time and self-care. I, I, I think that's really helped some of this really crazy stuff that we were working 20 hour days, right? Oh, absolutely. I remember literally going and doing a shift at the hospital all night long, 12 hours, driving an hour home with no sleep, going to my office and working for another three to four hours, <laughs> yeah. picking up my kids and then going and taking a nap. How I did it, I don't know. I honestly don't. I look back and go, what were you thinking? So yeah, we that used to be the badge, the merit badge of right. We do all. We don't I'm have to do superwoman. All. Exactly. I don't want to be superwoman. <laughs> now, but that also comes into, I think, play uh, with, you know, how we can see this perspective and helping people. I don't know if you feel that way, but where we can see this with people and and help them because we went through that and said, wait a minute, you know, let me share some of what I had to, you know, 
get over that <laughs> or how, how to help them live a little healthier so they don't lose their health, their spouse, their property. And, you know, it's just like the country music song played backwards, you know, like you, all those things. You don't need to experience all of it, you know, like it's not fun to, to do that. It's not glorious and there's ways to do it. And, and to even uh, back, uh, kind of back up right next to what you're talking about, you know, don't quit. You know, for people in business, the, the important thing is, you know, to, to not quit. But I'd also like to add is to keep moving your feet, to actively seek solutions. Because I see a lot of people that just keep showing up, but it's kind of like, well, what are you doing to, to get better at talking to your prospects or your ideal clients? Or what are you doing to become a better marketer or to not be a toad you know in your personality or whatever it is you know like what are we doing to be better and to show up better to be better leaders and things like that you know what are you putting in your brain what are you practicing every day and when that action comes with that perseverance i think that magical things happen and doors open yeah that is so key and that's such a great point because it's there's a difference between just go still doing it but are you really doing it like i'll have people go tell me i'm building my business so tell me what you've done this week to build your business i meditated and thought about it <laughs> i thought about it <laughs> seriously and you're like okay but do you really want to build your business like tell me I, are you really interested in building your business you have to have steps you have to have actionable items every day yeah. that you're doing so yeah, that's such a great point. So, well, Jen, thank you again. You are a wealth of knowledge. You're just a breath of fresh air as well. I just love your authenticity. That's really important to all of us masterpiece women. Um, and I, I'm going to put all your contact information down thank below. You. So thanks for being with us today. And masterpiece women, for those of you who have not signed up for our retreat, Again, there's only a couple of spots left, so don't miss it. You'll want to be there. It's going to be incredible. Danielle Mioli, um, Joyce Romack, and Priya Ramsuran and myself are going to have an incredible weekend planned for you, and you'll have lots of downtime to hang out with the girls and just, just get refreshed as well, so you don't want to miss it. So I look forward to seeing you there. You guys have a blessed day, and don't forget to subscribe and press the little button, the little bell, so that you can um, hear when we get new videos. Have a great day. Bye-bye, everybody.